0: Is it possible to disagree and still be friends? The answer is yes, and we are here to prove it. Join our group of badass sirens as we step out of our comfort zone and onto our soapboxes to sound off on our latest adventure. We might not always agree, but we will always love each other. Welcome to Siren Soapbox.
1: Welcome to Siren Soapbox, fellow explorers. Thank you for tuning in today. Our mission is to inspire you out of your comfort zone and into exploration. If you're enjoying our shows, please help us out by liking and subscribing. To explore along with us on our next adventure, go to www.sirensoapbox.com and click Dive in and Explore. You can also discover past episodes through the blog pages under Stay Curious. We love to hear what you think, or if you have an idea for a challenge, drop us a line at sirensoapbox at gmail.com. Now on to today's episode. The topic we're about to explore was brought to us by none other than Coral Tail Siren Renee. A few years, years? Wow. Months ago. (laughs) It feels like years. It does feel like years. (laughs) She told us about a 12-week course in discovering and recovering your creative self in the form of a book called The Artist's Way, A Spiritual Path to Higher Creativity by Julia Cameron. This was published 29 years ago, and there are tons of testimonials that claim that this book has changed their lives for the better. So how did the sirens fare? Let's find out. Our soapbox topic is to talk about what your experience was like with the Artist Way, and if at any time the conversation gets too intense, the safe word is mango. Mango. First up on our
0: soapbox is Mer. Thanks, Elsie. I have PTSD. I've never been to war or anything like that. My trauma stems from childhood. I experienced things as a child that no one should ever have to experience in their whole life, let alone as a a kid. And my brain protects me by locking up the memories of that trauma into a box. And those are my repressed memories. We all have them, nothing new. Sometimes I read something or I see a person or I smell something and the lid on that box holding those repressed memories just pops off like a cork leaving a champagne bottle. And I suddenly remember the things I was working so hard to forget, or maybe not working really hard to forget at all, but forgetting nonetheless. And then that can lead me down a pretty dark road for a period of time until I gain control of my thoughts and emotions again. Now, week one of the artist's way, recovering a sense of safety, encouraged us to face our monsters and to protect our inner artist child, among other things. Week one blew the top of my repressed memories box. So I spent the following 11 weeks trying to keep myself out of a deep depression. I've uh, been there and I don't like it. So... I found an amazing psychologist who specializes in trauma therapy. I started some new bet, excuse me, some new meds, and I decided that I would use my two minutes tonight to remind people that it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to ask for help. It is just as acceptable to take meds for your mental health as it is to take them for your physical health. And going to therapy can be an important first step in recovery and healing. Now I've also been slowly working my way through the Artist Way program at my pace. So I'm on week four and um, i noticed a lot of parallels between the recovery of my artist self and the recovery of my whole self. And like our author says, the snowflake pattern of my soul is emerging. <laughs> and it's a beautiful journey. I would recommend this work to anybody. But I would caution some that it could be a pretty emotional
2: ride. Sarah. Well, thanks Mer. Thank you for sharing and being so vulnerable here with us tonight. Um so I have to say I'm, uh, I'm glad to be finally recording this episode. Um, this was truly the longest assignment ever in my entire life and I have taken a class or two in my time. So I've never really enjoyed reading spiritual books like this. I get pretty irritated with the preachy tone and this book was pretty heavy on the God topic. I know the author says you don't have to believe in God to complete the course and be successful with it but it's pretty clear she thinks she'll change your mind by the end of it. So I think I got a little resentful about that part. That and the way she kept telling me that if I reacted a certain way, it obviously means a certain thing. I dislike sweeping generalizations and dislike someone telling me how I feel. So on top of that, I don't really love writing. I do some journaling, but sometimes it just seems so daunting to write down everything in my head that I'd like to say. So I end up stopping before writing down everything that I had intended to say. Having said that, I did get motivated to write my morning pages, but had trouble making the time. I found time later in my day for a while, but I really felt that I didn't get the clearing of the mind or focusing of my thoughts for the day advantage. I did like recapping my day because I have a terrible memory and do like being able to look back and remember what I did. So a benefit for me from this course is the renewed drive to try to keep up with perhaps daily journaling, especially travel journaling. TC's recommendation to use different color pens every day really made a difference, probably more than it should have, but it really did. Also, I think the journal that the author sells has bigger pages than it needs to. When I saw some of the other journals the Sirens were using, I realized three pages in my journal was quite a lot. Cutting to a page or so made it possible for me to keep writing morning pages, although still not consistently. So onto the artist dates. I gave up on these a little sooner than I probably should have. While I loved the idea, I found that after work, sports, and getting shit done at home, Anytime I had left over, I wanted to spend with Bill. It just is what it is. That's what I like to do with my time. And so I kind of resented having to find time for myself. Sounds a bit silly, I realize. Some weeks I'd find myself chilling with a glass of wine in a book before Bill got home and I cheated and called it an artist date. It was a good artist date, but I kind of cheated on that. But my last thoughts, as I progressed through the book, I was able to see many very useful life lessons that I really think match many of the other lessons that we've been seeing from various authors that we've read here in Siren Soapbox. So ultimately, I was able to enjoy the book and get some useful insights. So thank you. And with that, on to Jess.
3: Thanks, Sarah. This workshop had so many synchronicities to everything else we were doing. There were a lot of things I didn't like, such as the author seemed to like to victim blame and seemed a little full of herself. But I love the way it broke down each week into different possible blocks and how to regain your authority over each one. I learned through these weeks that I am my own block and my lack of self-confidence is really what keeps me from succeeding in what I need to do. I had to get over my fear of being told no. And over the last 12 weeks, I got told no plenty of times when I was looking for jobs. But then I finally got a yes. And that yes opened the doors for our move to Hawaii. Between the artist's way and using small steps as taught by our friend, Paul Boynton, I am finally in the home stretch of the move. I can't wait to see how I can use all my unblocked create creativity to hopefully be an amazing boss as I close out my current job and move on to my new one. One interesting thing I noticed is I did go back and redid the pie chart from week two with the dots in it. Some of mine moved, but most of mine didn't. I actually expected a lot of them to have moved because I feel like a lot has changed in the last 12 weeks. <laughs> Admittedly, I was terrible with my morning pages, so I would like to try to get in a habit of that and maybe try to type out, type them out instead of writing because I really hate writing. I was, however, very good with my artist date and I really enjoyed the time by myself, and I will probably continue that habit. Overall, I enjoyed this workshop and I did get some good takeaways from it. With that, on to
4: Renee. So I am so glad to be back with you amazing women again as a guest siren this week. Um, I probably need to start by saying that I'm totally in love with The Artist's Way. Um, I'm not going to lie, trying to focus on what I wanted to talk about tonight with my two-minute soapbox was really difficult. So I landed on that I wanted to focus on the process and what I learned and appreciated there. Um, This experience, like Mer said, and everyone else has been long, it's been emotional, it's been challenging, it's been rewarding, and all of it happened at the same time. Um, I was, the process, I filled multiple journals with my morning pages. Um, I've been using journals and notebooks that I had started in the past and never completed. And so for me, it was that sense of accomplishment that was really powerful. Um, 12 weeks is a long time, I realized. um, And I was not perfect. I missed a week here and there. I missed a day here and there. And for me, it was really accepting that those misses weren't bad, but accepting that those were the limitations of the time that I had. I also skipped pieces. Um, There were pieces of it. I struggled with anxiety and depression and I loved Mer's comments. So um, because some of the content was really hard, I skipped over some of it. Um, It was was more empowering for me to work on forward momentum than it was to work on perfection. Um, And for me, that was a big deal because I'm historically a rule follower. I like the structure. I like the structure of the morning pages. I'm a morning person. I love the prompts when I couldn't figure out what else to write. And I really like the journey. Like everyone else, I saw a lot of synergy in this course. Um, I'm a yogi and I've been on a spiritual journey for years. It's not something I talk a lot about, but it's really important to me. My spiritual journey in the artist way dove together perf- dovetailed together perfectly. For yogis, the path to spiritual enlightenment is the journey to the self through the self. According to the Gita, the yogic path at its core is a connection to the divine within the artist's way is a reconnection to your inner creative. And for me, that's the exact same journey, just using different language. So I am starting round two of the artist's way on Sunday because I start everything on Sundays um, all over from the beginning, because I feel like there's a lot more that I can learn. So if you are close to me, please put your hands over your ears. As many people may be getting this book for Christmas. (laughs) And on to you, <laughs> Lauren. Um,
1: so I'm trying to remind myself that this is a safe space because I have a complete opposite <laughs> reaction <laughs> to this book and Renee does. Um, so for this 12 week course, the author started losing me by week four. And by week six, I was procrastinating on my weekly readings. I think by trying to cater the book to everyone's opinion on God, I feel she ends up clouding her message. Some of the stories also felt like they were kind of all over the place too. Then there were some of the messages she actually put into the book. I had more what the fuck notes written in the comments or in the columns of the book than I did actual good takeaways. Without diving too deep into that rabbit hole, here are my highlights or rather lowlights. In her chapter on overworking, this makes her seem privileged. Some people have to work that long and or have multiple jobs in order to pay their bills claiming that people hold on to their abuser because they want to stay blocked as a creative is grossly presumptuous. The author also compares not selling a book to a miscarriage and artistic criticism to sexual harassment. I don't know her or her background to know if she has any authority on making such drastic comparisons, but I have experienced both of the latter and the first pales in comparison to the pain felt by the latter. And I don't want to go on about all the things that I disagree with. There's a lot more, so I'm gonna flip the script. Um, there were some messages that I did like in the book and I stored in my journal. And I could not believe all the synchronicities throughout the book related to the soapbox. Also by page seven of the book, she mentions getting a strike of lightning three times. And by that time in that reading, I had been struck by lightning on the beach a week prior. So I felt like she was talking to me. <laughs> And then there's the magic of the morning pages. This is the most valuable part of all. Although I would like to experiment other ways on like the computer to save space on my bookshelf and at night when I'm more awake. Sometimes it was just groggy ramblings about my dreams the night before, which there was one really cool quote from a dream. Discovery is built on the backs of those who explore. In the pages, I noticed a theme of struggling with how some of my work relationships ended. Not necessarily sad that they're gone, but mourning about how it all went wrong. In July and August, I was really struggling with trying to juggle Complete Courage, which started as more of a blog and coaching site and selling my art, and JL Aerial Views, our drone service. And because of the pages, I had a light bulb moment. Get rid of the blogging, the soapbox is my outlet for that, and combine my crafting with JL Aerial Views. Now it's one set of taxes, business cards, social media, and double the exposure for JL aerial views, pun fully intended. Lots of times I wrote about drinking too much, not eating right, not enough exercise, and spending too much. So October 1st, I'm making some really big changes. There is also an overarching impending feeling that something big is coming, not necessarily bad, but just different. Like maybe all those things I used to worry about are just kind of a waste of time. Now
5: on to TC. I'm gonna start by describing what I love about the book. I love how often there were synchronicities in this book with my life and with the sirens. I love the morning pages. I love the focus on creativity and I really like the comparison of your creative self with a child. This really did make me feel less guilty about the number of colored pens I have and the joy I find in drawing in our travel journal and in writing. I love the author's claim that, quote, we are, ourselves, creations, and we in turn are meant to continue creativity by being creative. I loved the level of importance that she places on creativity, the act, not the product. I loved setting aside a special notebook for my morning pages and decorating the cover. Some insights from my morning pages. I really enjoyed describing details at the moment. It was very helpful to remind myself through the morning pages to concentrate on the moment. During one entry, I simply listed things I was grateful for, and my mood was soaring by the time I was done. A special quote from the book for me. Ask for answers in the evening, listen for answers in the morning. On August 3rd, I wrote, Yesterday, I decided to follow the advice of the book and ask for answers in the evening. While I forgot to specifically ask for answers, I'm looking for direction on our home. So I'm open for answers on that. We'll see what happens over the next few days. But I do think we just need to set it aside and wait for some clarity. Patience. Then on August 5th, I wrote, Last night, I had a dream that Dino named a dog Quixote. And the night before last, Quixote was a place in my dream. I distinctly remember spelling it over and over so that I would remember it. I posted about the dream on Facebook, and my friend Pam sent me a text that said, Did you Google Quixote? I did. It did not come up, but Quixote is a word from an African language, which means patience. Hope that helps. And it did. I was zooming along, reading, doing the activities, writing in my morning pages, and enjoying the words of wisdom, the perspectives, and the synchronicities. Then I hit chapter five. I just didn't feel it. I really struggled through this chapter, and I never reconnected with the book in the same way after that. So, Sirens, I have a question for you. Will you continue writing the morning pages? Because I know I will.
0: I will continue to write the morning pages. That has been my favorite part of the artist's way.
2: I can't do morning pages. And I think morning pages, it's, it's kind of specific. You can't just do it any time in the day. You're doing it in the morning. You know, you're getting those answers, right? And I think that's the purpose behind it. So I can't say that I'll continue with morning pages. But like I said, just jotting a few things down about my day, I, I, I really liked doing that part. And with a different color every day, it made it a little bit easier. So I think I would like to do that.
4: Yeah, so I, I like, I'm a morning person. That's my time. Um, the later you get at night, the less I'm able to function as, as Tracy knows. When Tracy and I spend time together, we find that we need to talk to each other after a certain time in the morning and not past a certain time at night. Because <laughs> past a certain time at night, I'm like, and too early in the morning Tracy's not Tracy's not down with it um so I'm a morning person I love it um I I have a whole morning ritual and I find that when I don't do it um it I'm uncomfortable all day long it's like I haven't brushed those days you forget to brush your teeth kind of thing um so I'll keep up with it so I I would have I would like to
2: to like i could find time to do that and it's not that i'm not a morning person not that i love mornings i don't love mornings i don't love evenings i'm definitely a mid-afternoon kind of girl um but it literally i'm i'm up at 4 30 and i don't have any time for myself until about 2 in the afternoon so i couldn't fit it in i would have liked to have but
0: oh sarah went muty all on purpose it looks like Hmm.
5: jess are you gonna keep doing the morning
3: pages Uh, I was terrible about doing the morning pages, but I would like to get in that habit. (laughs) I actually, when I was in college, I journaled pretty much every morning. I would get up like 15, 20 minutes early and, and journal. And I don't know when I stopped liking to write, but I, I now I hate writing. So I really want to try to like get on a computer and, and try typing and see if I get, if I do better with that.
1: I really I felt that the pages helped to anchor my day and I was more focused throughout the day I was really good up until week eight and week eight our entire family was sick like even the dogs we all had a cough it was obnoxious so I didn't do it for a week we were better for a week I got back into it and then week nine we had like a second round of this thing and then after week nine I just kind of fell off and um yeah, I, I want to, but I don't want to have six journals on my bookshelf every year from doing this, especially since, uh, spoiler alert, we're all going to be purging our stuff here soon. Um, but I will say I was super happy that I actually, for once in my life, in damn near 40 years, completed an entire journal.
0: Yes, that's amazing. Did
1: okay.
0: I did too. You did too? Anybody yeah. else finish a whole journal?
1: I did too. I, awesome. I have two. Because I, have... I know that was like a huge topic when we all started this thing. Like, which one do we choose? And what do we do?
2: And <laughs> This yeah, journal awesome. is freaking gigantic.
0: Yeah, dude. Sarah, I'm with you on that with writing yeah. one page a day. This is the it's size of my notebook. Tiny, itty
2: bitty mm. lines. It's like the same oh. size as my face. I, mean, <laughs> I think it was when I saw TC's journal. I was like, wait, what? Wait. Because... Because I skip lines and she skipped lines, yeah, yeah. But oh, yeah, th- that, that's the other thing. I got some big old handwriting, but the best part is that she was using a different color every day. How ridiculous is it that that was a game changer for me? Seriously, Dude, I know. I, I love that.
1: Ridiculous,
2: I know, but
0: yeah. I nope. bought colored pens too. I actually decided. Uh, about a week ago that I'm going to write each day in a different color and I'm going to go in spectrum order. So the first few days are out of order, but now I'm going to go in spectrum order. (laughs) Nice.
5: I have a fun time in the morning, like deciding what is my morning color mood? I think I need a shade of green, a bright green. I'm going to choose this color.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I did that for a while. So so i am so i'm obsessed with the moon um the the impact of the moon on the astrological signs and things like that and i do my tarot cards every morning as well right and one of the things that i've picked up from some of them is after so i so i and i'm a writer right like i have to i write in longhand and i love the process of writing in longhand so what i do is at the end of the year um, is sort of say goodbye to that year's journals and light them all on fire. I was Ooh. just thinking yes. that yes. you can do it at a solstice. Yep, yep. So, so for me, it's like it's either the new moon or the full moon or winter solstice, which is you know towards the end of December. But some symbolic moon. Oriented time or January
5: in St. Croix on a beach.
4: January in St. Croix on a beach. Yeah. April is when we'll be back in St. Croix on the beach. (laughs) But everyone else is going to be here in January. There you go. That'll be a fun bonfire. Yeah, but but the idea is that you know you can read through them and then keep internally with the pieces you want to keep or the insights that you gained. But the pieces of paper are just that, they're pieces of paper. So you offer them back up to the to the universe.
5: So I don't know. Here's a weird ex- and interesting, well, for me, an experience that I had with the morning pages. One day I told the sirens that I had written about a, hatch- a hatching event that happened the night before with leatherbacks. And I, the entire, my entire three pages are details about this hatching. And Elsie said, please do a blog entry about that on my personal blog, which I haven't done yet. But in week nine, I think she tells you to go back and read your morning pages. So when I was going back and reading them, I was really excited when I came to that day. And I, I, I want to do exactly what you suggested, Elsie. I want to put that, I don't, it's going to, it would be hard for me to burn them.
4: Well, you don't have to burn well, all I, of I think, them. Like you can rip out pages that are important yeah. to you and keep them in something else. You don't have to burn all of them right? But some of it is cathartic and it's better to, I don't know, there's some spiritual connection with, okay, I've written it down. I've gotten rid of it. Now I'm burning it. I'm turning it. I'm getting it completely. I'm completely getting rid of it.
0: Yeah. There's some I like shit that, that I want to fucking burn in that bonfire for sure.
5: It's almost like a challenge that would really get me out of my comfort
2: zone because um, it just would, that would be out of my comfort zone to burn the morning pages. But if I'm doing it to remember what I've
4: been up to, then I'll kind oh, of for okay. Yeah, that, <laughs> that burned it all. <laughs> yeah, that may be that may be a different. But you're doing it for a different reason. Like you said, yeah. I think yeah. I think writing anytime. I think anytime you journal, I think it's good for you. Like I don't think it has to be the morning. There is some symbolism in doing. You know, meditation is easier in the morning for a lot of people than it is later in the day because. Your brain hasn't really started churning yet, so you're really connecting with a different, different brain waves from a science perspective, you know. But if you're using them for something different, then you know, keep them, keep them. Just make sure
0: you get pretty journals.
4: So what I I
0: do is I separate my morning pages from the other journaling that I do. Me too.
5: Me too. I have a travel journal that is precious to me that I would not want to burn. Yes, yeah. my, my travel pages. journal
2: with all my notes of things I have to do. But look, I'll show you part of it so you don't see all my silly notes. <laughs> I see a map. That's yeah. all we see is a map. <laughs> oh, there's the back. There you go. You can see the back of it. It's a really cool journal. Oh, that's a cool yeah. journal. I travel cool journal. journal. Yeah,
1: yeah, I always say Dory is my spirit animal, and it was fun going through and reading some of the things that I forgot about even just this summer. Um, and seeing some of the themes and patterns but I think that a lot of it was repetitive and I could have just summarized it and then I'd be willing to to burn the rest
2: notice the cool color
1: nice
5: I I think I could probably burn most of mine I would want to go through it if I if I got that turtle hatching down in my blog yeah I could do that I, I mean it like I said, I, I it's a good challenge. I might I might consider Renee's words a, a soapbox challenge. I like it. Let's do it to burn <laughs> the morning pages after a year. Burn the
4: morning pages.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Actually,
4: <laughs> not much of a challenge on this side. <laughs> Mara, I think I'm, I think I live in sort of a similar world to you. Like I, I, I loved your statement about a reminder that people that, you know, me, medication for your mental health is just as important as medication for your physical health.
0: Thank you, you for know, repeating it. So everyone could actually
4: hear it. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I heard it. I heard it. We heard, I heard it. it. We heard it. <laughs> um, but yeah, but I think sometimes if you deal with, I deal with anxiety and depression. And if you deal with some of that and you get some of that out on pages, once you get it out and you sort of move past it, you really want to move past it. So yeah. burning it feels good.
0: Yeah. In fact, I think I'm going to take your, your advice. I am going to finish the Artist way. So it, it may not, you know, it may take me a little more than eight more weeks, but I'm going to get through it and I'll, I'll set a goal to have it done before I, I get to St. Croix, And then, um. I, I like your advice about skipping the, the pieces that I just like, I'm not going to go back and read my morning pages. I know what's in there and I don't need to reread it or relive it. It's fine. I can yeah. stay there.
4: <laughs> yeah. Well, and it, it, I think that it goes back to that ownership piece, right? I think some of her messaging, some of her messaging was like, you know, we need to take ownership over what what we want and what we want our world to look like yeah right and some of it is the fact that she's laying out all of these things that we could do right yeah. and i'm going you know what for me that just doesn't work or i just don't have the compa- bandwidth to deal with that issue right now
5: right like with that um re- go back and read your morning pages murder was an activity at the end of the chapter and she has 10 of them at the end of every week and i don't ever do all 10 no, i cherry she, pick i go through yeah. and the one that speaks to me that's the one i do and i really enjoy that, that yeah, i think ownership. that was her
0: recommendation too that she, to pick a few that you mm-hmm. that that you would want to complete i think i think in the first week she even tells you that it might feel like too much to do all of them so don't feel like you have to but do the artist dates and do the morning pages
4: so I want to know about the artist dates. I'm in love with artist dates. I took the dog on a camping trip for the solo four day camping trip for the weekend. Like I was all in for these artist dates, man. That's awesome.
5: <laughs> I like the artist dates too, but I didn't do anything quite that extravagant. I mean, for me, an artist date was I rode my bike one morning which I hadn't done in a very long time. And it's something I love to do. So it was on my list of things you enjoy. And it was the one that I hadn't done in the longest amount of time. Oh, cool. Um, I painted rocks for morning dates. I walked my dog for morning dates. I kept it pretty simple, really. I didn't, I didn't do anything quite as, but I enjoyed them. I enjoyed the morning
2: pages more than the artist dates. So when you did those art, did you say to yourself, this is my artist date and I'm going to go do it? Sometimes, yes. Like um, when
5: I painted rocks, I set aside time on a Saturday and I said to Dino, I'm going to paint rocks. And I sat on my at my game table and I painted rocks. But um, when I actually I think for most of them I did. Even when I walked Hendrix, I remember as I, when I went back and read the morning pages, I remember saying, I'm going to walk Hendrix at least two days this week, and that will be my
0: artist date. I really struggled with the artist date. I, I did a couple of weeks ago. I spent an entire evening home by myself painting rocks and painting honeybees on pencil bags. They're freaking adorable, by the way. Yeah. and um that was and I was watching some stuff on tv that was the longest artist date I had I found it really hard to schedule time for myself yeah same it
1: was uh, I'd look back on the weekend when did I have a moment to myself oh well I, I painted some stuff so that counts as my artist date or if the boys are out of the house and I watched like a romantic movie or something I'm like oh there's my artist date. So I wanted to go to Brown County and just go shopping, which I probably But you shouldn't.
2: did it in retrospect. You didn't plan it, right? Correct. Because that's the problem that I had, you know, yeah. I, I, every single time I thought, all right, how would I plan an artist date? What would I do? I'd be like, well, no, because if I have that amount of time, then that's time. Cause you know, I don't get that much time to myself with bill that we've got 15 grown up children in the house. And, um, you know, every time we're here in the house together, there are always a bunch of people. So if I have a moment to myself here at the house and Bill's here, I just don't really want to go somewhere. So I would do it in retrospect as well. Like, oh yeah, well, I sat there and I binge watched a little bit of Big Brother. Well, that was a good artist date. So I don't know that I really got, I really, I don't think I really met the spirit of that.
0: How about
2: you, Jess? Most of mine weren't
3: planned honestly but I you know would would find myself alone with with nothing to do um not recently uh but (laughs) um, but I would just you know I would kind of be like I'm just gonna knit for a little while I'm just gonna you know detach my brain and just knit and have some de-stress time and I I probably could use one because right now I'm filling every spare moment with uh, my brain is going, oh, you have to do this and you have to do this. And last weekend I woke up at, um, I went to bed at 10. I woke up at 11. I couldn't get back to sleep at 1230. So I decided to go up uh, downstairs and organize the basement because (laughs) I knew it needed to get done and my brain was not going to let me go back to sleep. And then this morning I woke up at 3.30 and um, started making lists in my head of things I need to get done. So I think I need to schedule an artist date where I'm not trying to sleep and just detach.
0: I think it sounds like we all need to um, make time with ourselves a priority.
4: Yeah, there is a good challenge. I don't know if you guys came up with your challenge. Actually, that
0: is my challenge for this week. I have it written down to take yourself out on an artist date for our explorers. And I think that it's incredible how much we all need it. And Sarah, I get it. I, I have, Mark and I both have kids. We're both divorced. We both have our kids half the time. So we literally only have half the time together because the other half of the time is with our kids. We don't live together. So taking any of that time for myself when I don't have to, is challenging,
4: yeah, but, it, but
0: I think it's also necessary.
4: Well, and, and keep in mind too, like it took a lot of effort for me to schedule and make the time myself. Oh yeah. But what I realized what I realized for me is that when I didn't take my mental health suffers, when I don't take that time for myself, right? It's easy to go 110 miles per hour. And, and Elsie, you probably know this too. You know, anytime you work for yourself, there's always something to do, right? Jess, there's Mm -hmm. always something to do when you have to move, right? There's always something to do. And you, and you, if you don't take the time and, you know, take care of the mental health and give yourself that break, you know, and learn that skill. For me, Mm -hmm. that was a skill that I had lost. I completely lost right and i think for me part of the art date and the reason it was so attractive is that uh, we're now empty nesters both of our kids are now in college yeah right and they and the youngest one turned 18 and pulled a parent she pulled a, a Megan and Renee and basically traveled all summer <laughs> right nice. she went with friends she went with dad sometimes she went with us sometimes she just was like this is my last summer man i am gone <laughs> so you know but it was it's weird to make that kind of time for yourself so
5: it's not like I-, I almost feel guilty about that it's not I, I think it's one of the things I learned last year I really struggled at work it's the only time in my entire life I always loved my job last year I had a really tough time and um I I don't know I I don't have a tough time with a uh, work social life balance. I love my time with Dino, but I also love my time alone. I don't know. I didn't struggle with that. I almost feel guilty about it. I'm like, what's wrong with me? Why am I so shallow?
0: <laughs>
4: no, no I, don't I don't think it's think... shallow. I think it's healthy and balanced. Yeah. 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 It just means that you're further progressed.
5: Oh, I don't know that I would go that far. I'm just saying that I didn't have that struggle. If I, if I, I, I do enjoy my time alone, I enjoy my time alone. I, I don't
2: do know too. that that's necessarily more progress, because that makes it sound like those of us that would rather spend time with our significant other than be alone or not progress. I think it's just a little bit different for everyone. I think, you know, that's great for TC and it's very healthy, but I also don't think it's necessarily unhealthy that when... I have time that I isn't taken up with work and kids that I like being with my significant other.
0: Oh, I agree with that. It's not yeah, and I, I I, it's just yeah, different. Sorry, I'm for sorry both. if
4: it, it came across that way. That wasn't kind of what I was thinking. But I think maybe it's maybe what it is is it's that conscious decision of taking time, making free time, right, or finding free time and doing something consciously with that free time, right? Whether that's spending time with your significant other or spending time by yourself, right? Whatever it is, but making, making that a conscious decision and not something that you get so busy that you never take that time one direction or the other.
5: So I also don't have kids. So just to put that out there, yeah, I'm balancing time between my work, my boyfriend and myself, and I don't have lots of children to take into account.
0: Well, the other thing is I, I know while i found it hard to schedule that time for myself and with myself i do waste time so there are things i do that waste time i binge watch shit i blast tunes on my phone like i do things to waste time so in retrospect i could have taken some of that time that i probably knew i was going to be wasting and did something intentional with it let me ask you this mur when you were blasting tunes did you feel good did
5: yeah, I would call that. I
0: would yeah. call that an date. I mean, I did. It was like it was a way to disconnect and, um, you know, just be mindless about something. Yeah, I, yeah, I that. will. I will clarify when I'm
3: knitting. I usually have some sort of trash TV on that I don't have to pay attention to. <laughs> like Real Housewives I, I or something. <laughs> that background noise. Because otherwise, if I don't have that background noise or something to half listen to when i'm knitting i start making lists like
0: mm-hmm.
3: even before i started this move process like i would start thinking about stuff that i should be doing instead of knitting so like if i'm knitting i have trash tv on in the background because that way i'm half listening to that what's your trash
2: knitting.
3: tv yeah. Ooh. um usually uh Gilmore Girls lately I've been reading oh,
1: that's not trash, that is wholesome TV. <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: wonderful and I love it. And I have rewatched it about 18 times. Uh lately I have been re-watching um Leverage. Oh, I, I love that. Because so. I have
5: to tell you that if I if I have a, an evening alone watching episodes of Sex in a City and drinking a Cosmo. I think it's just good for the soul. And I would totally call that an artist date. Artist date, date right yeah. there. But yeah. that's what I love about this book. So, in all of my journals, I wrote this statement there is no wrong way to write the morning pages. And I think the same is true for an artist date. It's what feels good, what feeds your soul. You could be blasting music and dancing around your house, or binge watching shows, or painting rocks, or, or
1: hanging out with Bill.
5: Yeah, we'll
2: Tara. That's, that's the thing. It said so specifically, no one's allowed to come in. And I thought, well, screw that. If I want somebody there on my artist date, that's what I want to do. So I could call all those nights that we go upstairs to bed with a, with a, a nightcap and watch a couple of episodes of manifest. I mean, basically Bill and I have an artist date every night. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sarah, I struggle with the being alone part too because I work from home. I'm alone all the time. If I have free time, I want to be around people and yeah. friends, and that's what was enjoyable for me. So there's probably more artist dates I could probably count, like hanging out with my nieces and nephews. But I mean, that's you said general or sleeping. What did you say, Sarah? I really loved it. I wrote it down
3: sleeping generalizations yes. i think sweeping generalizations
1: yes i think there's multiple ways to do many things and and get to your creative self
4: yeah well and i think but i think it also points to like i'm out in front of the public so when i go to work there's a ton of people in front of me and i'm in front of a ton of people until i come home um you know so for me the artist state is not people I think that girlfriend
3: time too is like super important. Like I, I know that if it has been a while since I've hung out with my girlfriends and I am spending way too much time at home with my two husbands, then it's time for, it's time for me to go out with my girls and like, just, you know,
0: have some margs and some queso. Or even if you go get a pedicure by yourself, that's an artist date, Mm -hmm. right? Two husbands? What? Raleigh and Ben. (laughs) Ben is her actual husband, and then his brother that (laughs) lives with them. And Raleigh is my brother-in-law that lives with us. I was going to say, there's
2: this is a whole new interesting story I need to hear. (laughs) So this uh, idea of hanging out with girlfriends, you know, I I don't do a lot of that just because I'm busy, and then there's a lot going on, and then I like to be at home. But I think that's one of the things that I cherish so much about the Siren Soapbox. It's like I have a, a built in artist date with a bunch of girlfriends every Monday. And um, I really do cherish that. Yeah, yeah I love this too. time together.
5: I was Agreed. so looking forward to tonight. Agreed. Agreed.
0: I want you guys to know that I read my soapbox like 85 times, that I wouldn't cry when I read it.
1: <laughs> I wanted to say while you're reading that, because you're like, it's okay to not be okay. And you start crying. I'm like, it's okay to cry. <laughs> it is.
0: You oh, did great. Geez, I'm
1: so proud of you. And Renee, I totally agree with you. Cause like I used to work in front of the public and I wanted to just come home and be alone. And so two years ago, I would have been totally different with this artist dates, but I did notice two things in everybody's soap boxes that we didn't talk more about. One is the synchronicities mm. Two thoughts on Julia's PR people. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Um, well, our feelings on being told no for the first time is uh,
2: the the elephant in the room. The, the, in the, room. The, the author is not here with us to talk about these things. She an our... inter- another interesting question would be, would we have perhaps made our soapboxes a little different had we known she was going to be here? I don't know.
5: Yeah, I don't uh, know. I wouldn't have. My soapbox would be the same. And just for anyone who didn't catch all of that. She is our first official N.O. to a request.
0: Yeah, yeah that was Another a bummer. No,
3: from what you guys
0: said. Well, you know what?
5: I didn't tell anyone for a long time because I noticed a lag in my everything regarding um, the artist's way after she said no. And then I decided it's not about her. And the podcast will probably be better with just us because it's such a personal thing. So I lifted myself back out of that. And so it took me a while to tell you all that she said no, because I didn't want you to experience
0: that same taint. Yeah, (laughs) that's what she said.
5: (laughs) I was going to say, wait a minute. (laughs)
1: we go with that I had a whole disclaimer like my soapbox was super long tonight and I had a whole disclaimer that I just had to delete and it was about like I want to talk about her saying no after the soapboxes and it has not influenced the way that I feel about the book at all had we not reached out to her at all I would have had those same guttural responses to oh for sure some of the things she said um which I have another one that I want to bring up later um what bothered me is that it was so opposite to what she claimed in the book. Like she loves hearing I know. feedback from people, and it always was about, make time for other artists. Artists yes.
5: make time for growing artists. I know. I and
1: know. we even reached out and said well, we're willing to pay, and they said, "You know what? Are, what's your numbers?" And we had two thousand at the time. Now we're over three thousand, but. Uh, I don't think it should be about the numbers. And I think Mer put it the best when she said, if our podcast reaches out to even one person, then it is worth it. And I think she missed out on the opportunity to clarify a lot of things and maybe help other people.
4: Yeah. G- can I play devil's advocate for a moment? Sure. hmm That's right. what we love about this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, so I think the only thing that I have to say in in response is, well, first of all, she totally missed out on a good time. Right. And that's totally her loss. But the flip side of that is, I find myself not being able to say no to things, not being able to say no. So take this fabulous, wonderful podcast and put it aside. How many people ask her to participate? And you know, to come in and talk. And at the end of the day, she's got to take time to care for her inner her creative, right. And continue to work on her business. Right. And if she has a hundred people a day asking her to come and talk on something, she's got to say no to somebody. Yeah. Right? That's right. true. It's I want to play so much- devil's
1: advocate to your devil's advocate.
4: Yes. We didn't, we
1: didn't put a time on it.
4: It could have been any time in the future. <laughs> well, Yeah, but she had you have to figure out some way. So this is and maybe this is me, you know, internalizing a lot more than I should, but you know, I struggle with being able to say no, right? People want, you know, want you to do something, people want to collaborate, people want to do this, people want to do that. And at the end of the day, if you say yes to everything, then everything suffers.
5: No, I believe say yes. I believe say yes, but also just to bounce off that a little bit, her no wasn't no, because of all of the things she wrote in her book that are, her no was because we don't have the numbers. Her no was purely based on how many people, how, what audience will I reach? It wasn't based on, I believe that you guys are well on your way to being recovered creatives. And so I don't really think that you need my time as a coach. It was, nope, you don't have the numbers. It was all that she talks about not doing in week 11 and 10. I don't know, Renee, like I get it that there's a balance and you have to, you know, protect your inner creative and all of that good stuff. But it wasn't about that. In fact, the no didn't even come from her. It came from somebody who works for her and it was based purely on numbers,
1: See, I'm glad you clarified. It wasn't from her. It was from her PR team. And also we asked the clarifying question too. like, you know, help us out. How, what is that number? How can we get there to someday have somebody like her on our show? And we didn't even get clarification on that question. So we didn't even have the opportunity to, to learn how to grow in that aspect.
0: Yeah. I think the answer to that was something like, <laughs> oh, good luck. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, she was very kind of ridiculous. Yeah. She was
5: very upbeat in all of her responses. And I do hear what you're saying, Renee, although my life philosophy is a little different in that the more you say yes, even when it's painful to say yes, the more you'll grow and learn and discover and experience. I'm a, I am a yes woman. I think the movie, yes, man.
0: I think there is some value in learning to say no. And yeah, I
4: think so- I agree. I think yeah, you and- have to say no sometimes. You can't take everything on. Yeah. And I so and I'm in a space, I'm in a space right now where, you know, I launched during a pandemic. Who expands their freaking yoga business during a pandemic? Right. Apparently, crazy people <laughs> do. Um, and so I said yes to a lot. Um, and I hate to I hate to say this, right? And I've um I say yes to a lot. And I've said yes to collaborations with a lot of people over the last 18 months with this business. And you know what my cut point is now with saying yes to people, it's numbers. Cause I have to have something to, I have to have some way to say, who do I say yes to? And who do I say no to? And are you prepared to tell that person what that number is or? No. and, And it's not, there isn't an, there isn't, I hate to say it for me. Right, and, and I don't I don't know this art. I don't know the author at all. I, right. I I'm not paid by Julia. Isn't Julia Cameron isn't your pen name? No, it's not. You know, <laughs> but, but but you know, in my business, right, in my business, if it's something that I want, right, that meshes with our fundamental goal, that number is going to be lower than somebody who just wants to collaborate with us because guess what? we're getting bigger. Right. I feel like I have
5: really great balance in my life. And I say, yes, as often as I can, I I am philosophically against the no and I have a lot of balance in my life.
0: I used to work with you in a professional capacity TC and uh, no was not a fun thing to ever have to say to you. (laughs) (laughs) Had to sometimes dreaded it every time.
4: Yeah, i i'm at a i'm at a point now where it's got to be no. It's got to be no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really do think there's some value
0: in 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 saying no. I mean, or yes
5: to something else. I don't know. I
0: not I'm philosophy.
5: Well, because yes. well, that's what you, you are
0: when you yeah. say no. You are saying yes to something else. Maybe. So, well, you are. I mean, saying yeah. no is saying. Sometimes it's just as simple as saying yes to time by yourself but it is saying yes to something else i think we need to bring paul boynton into this conversation
1: <laughs> i feel like in that episode we said saying no to something is saying yes to something else like I, it was actually word.
5: it was in my soapbox
1: <laughs>
0: yeah and it's, it's
5: not always true it's not always true saying no is not always saying yes to something else but there are times when saying yes Means that something else doesn't get the yes. Oh, don't, you won't even say the word. I, I don't know. I, I again, I, I have a lot of balance in my life, and I really work hard to not say no. If you invite me to do something, I'm going to try my hardest to say yes, and I'm probably going to
0: love it. Yeah, right, let's, let's, but oh, sorry. Go ahead, Elsie. I was going to say right. let's, we can kick this horse all night. But look, the script <laughs> on this one.
1: <laughs> I love how I started with the negatives and went to the positives in my soapbox. And T-shirt. you did the exact opposite. And her negatives were like a sentence. And she's like, all right, <laughs> I'm done. Synchronicities. What did you guys, what st-
4: stuck out to you guys?
2: Oh my gosh, they were everywhere.
4: Yeah. I think that's why I didn't talk about them. There were too many of them.
2: Same. Um, your perfectionism, your inner critic. That was from the Queens. Mm-hmm. Um, Fear. Well, I'm only on week four. What's the use so. instead of what's next? That was beginning with yes. Hmm. Uh, exercise blank mind. Uh, allowing ad- ideas to come from the mentalist.
5: There was a point why. when I was, um, I really started concentrating and describing the moment in my morning pages. And I would just sit there and write in detail, what do I hear? What do I see? What do I feel? What does the wind feel like when it's blowing over my skin? All of that. Like I I spent, I tried to spend a page describing the moment. And after I'd say three pages in or three morning page sessions into doing that, I'm reading in the book where she was talking about the importance of describing the moment. That was amazing I mean, there are so many that some seemed really personal and some seemed very cyber and soapboxy.
0: So I underlined um, after my, I don't know, I've been, I've seen this therapist that I'm with now like four sessions. She's amazing. I really love her. Um, But after the last session, I was reading week four and I underlined the process of identifying a self inevitably involves loss as well as gain. And I thought that that, you know, that's so, it just spoke to me right now because I'm kind of grieving some things, but feeling like really hopeful and optimistic about, you know, the the long-term. So I just, and she talked about crya. I, I don't know if I'm saying that right, Renee, will probably know, spiritual emergency. Like, you know, the, all of the things that I feel like I'm dealing with right now are sort of an emergency and I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> With help and tools, but
4: yeah, I have to. I, I don't know which words you're referring to. I have to go back and look at it. K
0: R I Y A. I don't know if that's. Uh, I'm gonna have to Elsie, what about you?
1: Gosh, I have a long list. And TC said some were like personal and some were about the soapbox. Uh, the personal one to me, the week, and I have it in my other notes. Um, she talks about what we really want is just to be left alone. And I underlined that. And in my Bible study that week, <clears throat> we talked about hell and hell is isolation. So I thought that was a weird contradiction. Hmm. Um, that I had to really meditate on and some of the the other weird like Siren Soapboxy synchronicities she said move from the realm of shadows into light and I don't know if you guys know this but our font in Canva for our Siren Soapbox social media is shadows into light wow (laughs) so I underlined and circled that um for the queens it was no matter your age or path it's not too late begin with yes she kept talking about the next small step um even are you happy the bloom where you're planted she talked about that even our very own miss coral tail renee on page 77 she talks about um shoulds and yes i saw (laughs) yes i wrote that down i'm like that reminds me of renee um (laughs) So there, and I've got a long list of other ones, but I just thought it was so like identifying true North and lots of,
3: you know, saying yes. There's so many of them. It was great. I remember one of my first notes I wrote down was, the uh, you know, how the quote in there, it says something along the lines of like, well, do you know how old I'll be if I started this now? Mm-hmm. And it's Like exactly the same age you would be if you didn't so yeah
5: she wrote um recovery is the process of finding the river and saying yes to its flow rapids and all we startle ourselves by saying yes instead of no to opportunities we find that our new emerging self may enjoy all sorts of bizarre adventures and i thought that was such a mix between my own personal philosophy begin with yes and siren soapbox
0: yeah she talked for a sure. lot about a lot of that
1: you guys have any what the fuck moments or is it just me
5: <laughs> no i did chapter five was really hard for me i didn't i didn't really mm-hmm. connect with it and there were a lot of times the things she was talking about i was like
1: i'm not so sure i'm buying that that you're saying right now the one i wanted to save for the group chat
5: mm-hmm.
1: page 148 for the tasks number four list five things you're not allowed to do kill your boss, scream in church go outside naked make a scene quit your job now put that on paper write it draw it paint it act it out collage it now put some music on and dance it did anybody imagine killing anybody and dancing to it no <laughs> that, that was not today <laughs> That was my big WTF on the side of my face. Ba- like,
2: she wrote that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're not allowed to go out naked. Yeah, you can. Uh, I do apparently
1: it. you can in Yellow Not yellow. yellow Springs. They did a uh, topless walk <laughs> make a scene. this week. I
2: say make a scene if you want to. Quit your job. Well, if that's Why can't you, can you do. do
0: that? Quit your job. You can quit yeah. your job. You're allowed to quit your job there are consequences for
2: that action, but you are allowed to do so. Scream in church. Have you seen some of those revivalist churches? They're all (laughs) screaming in there. (laughs) Or
0: babies. They don't give a shit what's going on. It's all
2: a matter of perspective.
5: The book is definitely written from her own perspective, which is sometimes more narrow.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, but I I do actually appreciate the work, and I'm going to keep doing it.
5: Yeah, there's good in it. There's good in it.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. So that's um. Yeah, I I'm going to continue it. Is any but has anyone else not finished it, and thinking that they will continue it, or did everybody else finish it?
5: I did finish.
0: Yeah, I finished. Yeah. All right. That's well, I'm the slacker. I'm going to get through
5: it. No, you're not a slacker. It's your own pace. There's no wrong way to write the morning pages, Mer.
0: Right. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I and I said that in jest, even though it's been a pretty emotional evening, I do not believe that I'm a slacker. I am awesome for the rest. Yes, record. you are.
2: <laughs> yes, you are. Queen siren. That's right.
0: That's right. And before anyone has an opportunity to disagree with me, let's go ahead and close this one out, friends. <laughs> So thanks you guys. This is, I I really enjoyed this recording. Thank you so much. And Renee, thank you for joining us and thank you for suggesting this. This is a really great challenge for us. And again, I will be finishing it and I'll maybe report back with you guys. The challenge this week for you, our fellow explorers is to take yourself out on an artist date. Let us know what you did. We're always looking for new ideas and a big thank you for listening to this episode you really won't want to miss what we're up to next. So go to our website, sirensoapbox.com and check it out. And until next time, dive in, stay curious and be happy. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Siren Soapbox. And a special thank you to C-Strings for providing our music. Snag your latest EP from iTunes today. Follow the Sirens on all the social medias, and don't forget to tell your friends about us. Like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll catch you next time on another episode of Siren Soapbox.